When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's September 13th. It's Monday, and the boys are back in town to talk about Monday Night Raw. I am Jack here with Chuck and Raj, and I think we got a pretty good show for you guys this time around. But while everyone settles in and finds their seats, first, let me start with you guys. How was your weekend, Chuck? I haven't seen you in a while. How, how was your weekend? How was your football weekend? Well, aren't you so kind for asking? Uh, my actual weekend was great. My football weekend, not so much. Uh, my dumbass made the mistake of benching Brady in favor of Aaron Rodgers, and my team is off to a rousing 0-1 start. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah. Raj, how's your team doing? So far, it's looking like I'm probably going to win this week unless uh, the other team, they have Baltimore on defense. So unless they get like an interception or something. I think I think I got one this week. So that's a good start for me. Dak Prescott's my QB. Najee Harris not doing much uh, this week. But um, yeah, other than that, you know. Yeah. Well, I had a great football weekend. My Seattle Seahawks won. My fantasy team dominated. I don't know if they're going to dominate in the future, so I'm going to make sure to talk as much trash with my fantasy football player uh, friends as this week before it all goes downhill yeah. going forward. Same. Uh, the Broncos looked good yesterday, but uh, we know how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, Chuck, do you have a, who's your team, Chuck? Do you have a, well, I grew up a hardcore Washington fan, you know, being yeah. in the D.C. area. Um, but, like, once I started covering the NFL professionally, I had to check my fan card. And even though I don't cover it nearly as much these days, I never got, like, my fan card back. So I really just enjoy watching the NFL a whole heap. Um, and my college team, though, is Notre Dame, who, despite being 2-0, has managed to fall in the rankings, uh, you know, this week because God knows they almost lost to an unranked team, Toledo, at home. So, yeah, another great football weekend. Thanks for bringing that up, Jack. <laughs> I saw Rudy as a kid, and I became a huge fan of Notre Dame for a long time because <laughs> I was like, they must be the best team ever. Uh, so, um we got in the chat already. Uh, Christian James says, my LA Rams won yesterday and Big E is a WWE champion. Pinch me, I must be dreaming. Uh, yeah, your Rams got to win, but they're rivals to the Seahawks. So, eh. uh, Don't poo-poo him. He's living his best <laughs> life right now, man. <laughs> no one gets to live their best life. It's just me. <laughs> so Big E. Yeah. Um, uh so Big E, yeah, big show, big WW Big E episode of Raw. We got a bunch of news to talk about, but obviously there's just a massive story. Big E teases it all night. He cashes in, and he is your new WWE champion. Raj, I love this. I thought it was such a great story and thing for them to do. Big E's the champ. Are you happy about it? Yeah, I felt like Raw needed a spark, and I think Big E coming in, does that um it, it felt you know the, at least the beginning and the ending of the show i thought were great uh the rest of the show who you know was kind of your standard every week 
filler. But um, <laughs> the beginning and the end were, were really good. That Big E celebration can't help but feel great for Big E. You know, he's been he's been around a long time. You kind of forget how long he's been with the company. And, and I think, you know, I think a lot of people, if you were to guess which member of the New Day would have been the first to become world champion, you'd probably pick, pick Big E or, you know, five years ago you would have. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kofi Kingston and now Big E, both WWE champions. So, a uh, pretty co- really cool moment. I, man, to your point, I thought Big E just brought so much energy to Raw. And I didn't realize how, I like a lot of the wrestlers on Raw, but they're all very serious, very stoic. And him being there just felt like a just a, a five-hour energy shot. They're not our sponsors, but they're getting a free shout-out. Uh, Chuck, Big E on Raw, the champion. Long time coming, man. Uh, I'm stoked to see. Actually, I'm just glad to see a title change on Raw as opposed to at a pay per view. Um, I think that this is this is really good. Um, but you know, like the the cynic in me is like, would this have happened if AEW didn't pop a huge rating? You know, like that's really what's what's uh, you know at the forefront of my mind. But. Biggie is absolutely deserving of this, and especially in this era, I think that he is a guy who can lead WWE uh, for a lot longer than people expect. You know, this is a guy that they tried to groom, and then he fell back, and then they groomed him again, and he fell back. And now, finally, after all of these years, he's getting his opportunity. He's a great performer in the ring. He's an even better individual outside of it. So I am all in for a Biggie title run. Uh, Antoine Fair in the chat says, can someone, ex- I think it means explain to me, the WWE did this for ratings. Well, duh, ain't that the point of TV, <laughs> LOL. Yeah, absolutely. Hit me with hit me with ratings bumps anytime you want, right. WWE. Right. No, it's just those, uh, I think what people mean is, is hot shotting an angle, which, you know, it's fine to do um, once in a while. But, um, you know, last year you spent, almost two hours on a tag team turmoil match and then they don't even you know do that match but granted this was way better so uh, i'm not complaining yeah i i don't want to get too far into raw because we'll circle back to it in a second but i remember i actually i started this this episode thinking i'm always the positive one but i was furious you spent an hour of a three-hour show building to a tag team match for this week only to say never mind but it started, and I was like, this is so fun. I'm here for it. I'm okay with it. Whatever. Tag Team Match will probably happen at Extreme Rules now, but whatever. I loved it. I was okay in this in this situation. I was like, whatever. Right. This this worked for me. Um, for whatever that's for. It always works for me, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was good. It was uh, it was one of the best endings to Raw in, in, in a long time, probably since... Yeah, in a long time. I mean, Lashley winning it, that was another big one earlier this year uh, from The Miz. But, uh, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, and Jay Kane in the chat says, representation matters. I am crying. I love AEW, but there's no black representation. This needs to be talked about. Yes, CM Punk, DB, need more people of color, AEW. Uh, yeah, there is a lack there in AEW at the top of the card. For sure, with with representation, I would say in that regard, um, and I think it's great that that uh, Big E also is someone. Again, you know, you look at the history of the WWE Championship, and obviously, there's not a lot of people of color who've had it. I'm glad that we're seeing more and more of it because uh, there's a lot of people of color who are are fans of wrestling, and they should ha- get to identify with people who are the champion. So I love it. I think it's great. And plus, all that aside, 
Big E's phenomenal, so I'm happy he's the champion either way. Yeah, this is the first time you've had two African American champions back to back. You know, with the with the with the reigns and an African American beating an African American for it. So, it's, you know, it's it's great to see how far you know um, things have come along. Yeah, and I was I was actually Raj. Thanks for bringing that to my attention because like I was actually wondering. I was like, have we ever had two back to back black champs like in in succession? Has that ever happened before? So no. What we had tonight was a history making evening, and so that that's fantastic. And and to that representation, part of why I said that Big E is a phenomenal guy to lead the company into the future, it it goes back to actually the podcast that the New Day did shortly after the murder of George George Floyd last year and they just laid everything out on the line i mean they just checked their characters at the door and they were themselves and they explained what life has been like for them what it's like to uh, be a black man in the current america that we live in and it was so eye-opening for so many wrestling fans and people who aren't even wrestling fans you know the way that they were able to so eloquently describe that was was really profound And you even saw at the time, you know, Brian Danielson still in WWE, even he who never tweets, you know, was tweeting rave reviews about this, encouraging people to go back and listen and to watch. And so now you have him at the top of the company and I see nothing but a bright future ahead for him. And kudos to WWE for pulling the trigger on this tonight. I do want to say we did have uh, a black champion defend and lose the title to another black challenger, and that was Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the men's title. Uh, we have CW Flash in the chat say, I think they should break up the new day, or I see Big E title reign ending up like Kofi Reign as champion. No, keep them together. Keep them together forever, I say. I like them together, but who knows? Uh, do you guys think this is uh, endangering the new day? I think that the New Day's kind of already been split up when they sent Big E over to SmackDown. And, well, now, of course, he's back on Raw. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't think that you're going to see a full-blown reunion here. I think that you saw a celebration tonight, but I I can't see them having invested so much in building him as an individual, as a single star now. I can't see them putting him, especially as the champion, back into a trio. So that's not something personally I'm concerned about. Raj, I see you shaking your head. What do you think? No, I I, I agree. And I, I think one of the things that hurt Kofi Kingston when he was champion was he always kind of felt like a member of a tag team holding on to the singles belt as opposed to evolving into a singles champion. And uh, I feel like with Big E... I don't see that happening. He's already got different music. He's, you know, they've they've changed his presentation stuff up a little bit. But I'd probably keep them separate, uh, you know. And maybe even Xavier and Kofi. Maybe it's time for them to split because uh, I mean it's it's been going a long time. Yeah, it's um it's something I was, I think I I loved Kofi's run. I think the one thing that always bothered me about it is I know he wanted to stay kind of how he was in the New Day, but. I think there are times, and I hope Big E does this, where there are certain times that are serious and you can't be throwing pancakes, you know. And I think that was the one thing that bothered me before was he'd be in these matches with Randy Orton who wants to, you know, be a legend killer to him and he's throwing out pancakes and being like, silly. Certain times, I think you you don't need to necessarily abandon everything you were, but I want to see him take certain things seriously if you're the champ, in in my opinion. That would be the, the difference I would hope for. But if they're buddies, I don't care. I don't know. 
We'll see. Time will tell. And the fact of the matter is, whatever their vision is tonight, that's going to be different in a week or two. So, you know, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine, boys. Well, it actually will be because the, the draft is coming up on October Ooh. 4th. So, and in a lot of ways, that's actually accurate that things could be different. We don't really know at this point. When is Extreme Rules? What's the date for Extreme Rules? Is it before or after the draft? Sunday? So it's, uh, it's, yeah, a week from Sunday. So yeah. it's before the draft, right? Yeah. It'll yeah. be like draft raw. Or the draft. week after. It's the 28th, yeah. right? Hold that thought, Aaron. Let's uh, see here. Yeah, looking over at the yeah. calendar. It would be the 26th is the so Sunday. Then, on... So then the pay-per-view would be before the draft. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh, see, we're good Cole, with calendars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Cole, so or Cook, Nathaniel Cook says... Lashley was great, but Big E was the change Raw needs. I think Big E and Roman could be a classic if done right for Survivor Series. Love you guys. Thank you. And You're the uh, man, and, uh Yeah, I think that would be that'd be a great match. I just, um, yeah, you know what the Survivor Series brand versus brand thing. There's never any stakes, so I don't know. I I, I don't see the point of doing it. Um, you know, unless the winning team gets a draft pick or or something, you give it some stakes, but. Otherwise, you're just having Roman beat Big E, and I, I wouldn't just do it just because that's your gimmick for the for the pay-per-view. I think whenever Survivor yeah. Series comes up, I think back to a reality check that we all need, and that Survivor Series is just another pay-per-view on the card. The only time in recent history that I've actually given a crap about it is uh, when uh, Becky got her nose busted open um, before the the... A pay-per-view that one time and then was, was she was it supposed six, to face ronda and then mm -hmm. was it six or seven years ago that sting debuted i believe also yeah. at survivor series so those are the only two in recent history that i could even really recall much of anything about but um there was yeah, goldberg the goldberg and and lesnar there you guys are sleeping on nxt showing up right come on that was big yeah Oh, yes. Yeah, that was two two years ago. You guys, you guys are not impressed with NXT showing up. I love. No, it. I, I I love that. Oh no, I'm thinking of the Royal Rumble, the spot with uh, Brock Lesnar and Keith Lee. But that was the yeah. Royal Rumble. Uh, so um, Jack says Big E will have a run. Lashley will deal with Goldberg stuff. Goldberg with his not after title kind of predicted Lashley wouldn't have the belt. Kinda. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I still don't think Goldberg should beat Lashley when they have their return match, just because Goldberg's not a full-timer. He doesn't have many matches left on his deal. Who knows how long he'll be wrestling. I think people that beat Lashley, it should be special. So I, I wouldn't have Goldberg beat him. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is perfect. I think they, they – I loved everything about it. Um, but we'll talk about it a little bit more. I, there was some new stuff I want to talk about. As we talk about, this was about bumping ratings, some people are saying. People are saying they're trying to catch up to AEW. Let's talk about ratings. Let's talk about Rampage and SmackDown. Their ratings are out. Uh, Rampage uh, taped a post-all-out edition of AEW Rampage, and it drew 670,000 viewers on TNT, according to uh, Nielsen via Showbuzz Daily. Uh, Friday's taped Rampage episode drew a 0.27 rating in the 18 to 49 key demo. This is down 10% from last week's tape episode, which drew a 0.30 rating in the key demo, which is weird. It was number three for the night in the demo, which is up from number four last week. So it went down, but was still up. Yes. Well, just where it ranks, yeah, was 
was up just more competition last week yeah um but yeah i mean i I think this is kind of you're seeing where it's going to settle rampage it's looking like it'll probably be 600 to 700 thousand viewers each week i feel like it already kind of feels a little kind of like a b show already uh, in in the sense that they're you know after the cm punk episode um it feels like all the big stuff's on dynamite and they're not saving any big stuff for rampage you're what they're doing is they're having a great match open up rampage and you see a, a great match with a lot of action but you're not really seeing the top stars wrestling on it and um and it makes i mean I know Tony Khan has said he doesn't want it to be a B show. He wants to have two A shows. But I think the fact that it's taped and on in that time slot, kind of, it's just hard to avoid it not being viewed as a, a B show unless you're constantly throwing big stuff on there. Yeah, but you're never going to publicly admit if, in fact, it is a B show, man, because then right. the network's going to be like, well, why the hell are we throwing all this money at it? But the Rampage ratings, I mean, finishing number three on the night in all of cable is not too bad. You look at the competition that they finished behind. One was the U S open tennis semifinals. Okay. And that was top seed overall. So not too bad, by the way, AEW will be performing on that very stadium in just a couple of weeks. And two uh, college football, you know, it was only the second week of college football. They had a Friday night game. And of course, football, that's going to chip away at your wrestling audience. So really no shame. I mean, if they can maintain in the 600,000s, right around that 700,000 level, that's a big win, you know, for Friday night. I mean, they, they clean the clock of everything else on cable, except for those two things here. So, I mean, yeah, we can take the pessimistic glass half empty approach in that the ratings were down slightly, but I still see that as a victory all in all for AEW. Um, I, you know, I could see it both. I mean, you look at what they did beat and it's not like they beat anything impressive. Um, you know, you, there, there weren't other, any other sports on that, that it topped. So, um, but it, you know, still number three on cable, but cable isn't what it used to be. Um, you know, now when, you know, these companies get their big shows, they're putting it to streaming. It's, it's, you're seeing less and less of the big shows coming to cable. They're usually going to streaming or, you know, on broadcast. So, um, but still, th- that time slot, doing that number, it's, it is very good. Um, you know, you got to be happy with it. But I do think that it does kind of make it a, uh, a B show. And you don't want people to start thinking that it's a skippable show because the ratings will go down further. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I love AEW, but I record it and watch it later, personally. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. I know you can't use that as an excuse, but... Yeah. I think that's just the reality of, of that spot. And if it's a number two show, I think it's fine. I thought this week was a great opportunity for guys like Brian Pillman Jr. to get a big spot and do some stuff and Max Caster to get out there and do some stuff. You know, I think it's, it's fine. Um, yeah. SmackDown, their numbers are in as well. And uh, the Friday's live edition of WWE Super SmackDown drew an average of 2.383 million viewers on Fox according to Nielsen via Showbuzz Daily. Uh, Friday's SmackDown drew a .65 rating in the key 18-49 to 49 demo. This is up 4.83% from last week's .62 rating. SmackDown ranked number one in ratings for the key demo on network TV and fit for the fifth week in a row. And SmackDown also was number one in the 18-34 to 34 demo for the fifth week in a row. SmackDown came in number five for the night in viewership on network TV. Uh, 2020 on ABC topped the night on network TV in a viewership with 3.338 million viewers. Um, 
big big numbers there I, I feel like that's good, good numbers as well again for a friday night amazing smackdown by the way yeah uh, yeah but the, the thing that i always like to remind people about with ratings though is that you can take the total viewership all viewers and cast that aside right so when i was in radio we called uh, those numbers just the beauty contest because that's really all it is nobody's selling any advertisements based off of that you look at the money demos and wwe had a clean sweep of the night for a wide margin so fox is going to be happy with that and yeah that show on friday night was fantastic the only knock on that was the match that did not happen. And if you weren't clued in ahead of time that that match was supposed to happen, it was just a phenomenal show and you were none the wiser. So yeah, yeah I mean, thumbs up to WWE. How the hell is it that SmackDown is such a good show, it seems, week in and week out, and then on Monday night, everything, with the exception of tonight, just falls the freak apart, man. I say that every week, I don't get it. Yeah. I know there's three hours, but we should still get two hours of good Raw then. Yeah, and, and real quick, you know, kind of you were talking about the demo rating that night. SmackDown did a .65, one of their biggest numbers of the year. I, I think is tied with another episode to be the third best demo number. Their their audience, it was the highest, best audience they've had since January. So just big numbers all around. And, and, and it's been week after week. It's not like, uh, you know, SummerSlam and then they just tailed off like like we're seeing with Raw. Um, so they're they're keeping that momentum going and and. It's been a far superior show to me, uh, to Raw. And so, yeah, you know, a strong show Brock equals ratings, clearly. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was a, a really good number for, for WWE. Yeah. Uh, Alejandro in the chat says, oh, I lost it. Uh, oh, we got a couple. The only good Survivor Series match I remember is uh, Survivor Series 01, also when NXT showed up. I am very happy that Biggie finally got the push he deserves. When I first read that, I thought you meant like the first like Survivor Series number one, and I was like, "Whoa, come no. on!" There's <laughs> some sense then, but uh, I think it's 2001, which is fair. <laughs> Survivor Series number one, they'd have those tag matches where they had five tag teams on each side. Yeah, they did that like the first few years, and it was. It was Does crazy. Does the timing on that still line up? NXT in 2001? No, no, he's saying and. Yeah. Oh, NXT. oh, oh, yeah. oh! Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I like I liked the NXT one. Uh, Brett Murphy in the chat says Raw was good, but it would have been better had they not got uh, gone to a damn commercial after Biggie cash in. That's a first, wasn't it, Raj? Yeah, I was trying to think. I cannot recall uh, another time where they did the cash in and went to a commercial. It was done well. You know, because Biggie, I mean, uh, Bobby Lashley was selling his leg injury, so they had a storyline reason to do it. So. It, it was done well, but it, that was yeah. strange. Well, I got to imagine that the uh, advertisers, if they watch Raw, would be happy with that timing. Oh, no <laughs> oh right. Yeah, because no one's it. turning away. No, oh, man. I hope that those guys paid a premium if they were in that block. Good God. Right. And yeah. it also gives you time. It You know, the one smart thing by doing it that way is it gets time on social media to get people going, oh, it's happening, it's happening. So you get you give them a little time to tune in, you know, if they, if they had tuned out. And I could see a lot of people tuning out of this show uh, until that ending. It was, uh, it's also, there's something about that, like you hold your breath when someone's cashing in. Is this going to be it? Is it going to happen? And it did build, I thought it built a lot of anticipation. I get why people are crabby about it, but I actually was like, oh my God, is it going to happen? Is it really going to, is, is shenanigans going right. to happen? Right, are they going to get out of it? Is Lashley going to yeah. be able to you know weasel his way out of it so. yeah 
Uh, Jared in the chat says, seven years the New Day has been around, been around as a team. Seven years the New it's Day has been time. around as a team. So yeah, it's a heck of a run. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, run. Yeah. Uh, I. It's you a know, long time. They're one of those teams that, like, every time you feel like they may have like had their time, they they find a way. They stay still stay entertaining. So yeah. Um, but yeah, great great team, and yeah, it is a very long time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Are they the longest tag team to be a tag team on Raw straight or on WWE straight without breaking up or, you know, doing anything like that? Yeah. I'm the Usos? When did the Usos start? Ooh. I'll, let me Google that. Talk amongst yourself. Because uh, right. um, I don't know. Games in were... overtime, by the way, boys. I know. Uh. <laughs> you know, Raw's going to have a tough time with the ratings tonight because this, this game was pretty good. It's close. And now, yeah, it's in overtime. Well, this will be a big indicator of, of things to come, I think, as well. But yeah. uh, Tony Starks in the chat says, do you guys think Big E will hold the title for a while or will he be a transitional champ? Hope you guys are staying safe. Hopefully hold it for a while. Yeah. Uh, Usos, by the way, debuted in 2010. So they've got 11 years. There. Yeah. Jeez, 11 years. Yeah, yeah, that has to be the longest team without like jumping like from WWE to WWF or whatever. Right. Uh, or splitting uh, up or feuding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they briefly kind of, yeah, they, they never really feuded, but they had the, the thing with the bloodline storyline at the beginning when, right. when Jimmy came back and they weren't on the same page, but yeah. 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 That's, that's a long time ago. The Usos have managed to change enough over, over the years that um, it doesn't feel like it. You know, you, when you think back to when they had the face paint and, and, right. and everything that feels like forever ago, but they've managed to always kind of reinvent their characters, change it completely. And I think that's kept them fresh. I know. Yeah. You think about how rare that actually is in WWE these days to be able to, you know, continuously reset your characters and improve upon them and stay relevant with the audience. You know, like that, that's pretty rare, man. So hats off to the Usos, man. I yeah. love those guys. Yeah, I've been down since day one-ish. Ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but uh, to Tony Stark's comment, um, I hope he holds on to it for a long time. I think it would be a travesty if he lost it quickly. Um, I think this, the the draft will be very telling, though, I think. I think he's going to hold on to it for a while. It, it seems like with the pop that he got when he won Money in the Bank and the way they've been pos- positioning him, it, it seems like they're they're going all the way to make him a top guy and not just someone to hold the title for a little bit for a feel-good story. It seems like, it seems like the real deal. And I would hope that WWE remembers to the S show it was when The Miz cashed in last year and what a short-term debacle that turned out to be. Nothing against The Miz. I think he's fine. But, I mean, you've got yourself a viable, credible champion who paid his dues. And to look at him, he even has the physique that Vince likes. You know, that big, muscular SOB that could just whoop your ass. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's going to stay on top. Uh, Yeah, and Mike in the chat says, Thank you, Lashley. A fantastic reign. So deserved. I agree. I thought he was a great champ. I think he did an awesome job. I hope he gets another shot at it uh, at some point down the line. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought Lashley was great. I think this is the feud going for a little bit. I'm sure it's going to be Biggie and Lashley uh, once Goldberg's done. So yeah, I mean Lashley's still going to be on top of the card. I would think um, unless they switch him in the draft and have Lashley go to SmackDown. Yeah. I hope uh, MVP goes with them because MVP makes right. Lashley. I mean, they need to be a pair. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, I would hope so. But, um, you know, we, we're talking about title changes and things. Something else, uh, another title change that's got everyone talking, and it hasn't even happened yet. 
Samoa Joe released a video on Twitter announcing that he is relinquishing the NXT title after WWE Medical informed him that due to certain injuries, he will have to step away from the ring for a brief amount of time. Uh, this one, uh, and, and Chuck, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm totally a bummer if Samoa Joe's hurt. Just terrible uh, and unfortunate. Uh, I see you rubbing your chin there, and I think you know where I'm going with this because uh, I think you and I are thinking the same thing. Seems a little strange, the timing, with a rebrand and uh, and also something about that he said is WWE Medical informed him that due to certain injuries uh, that they would like him to step away uh, for a brief but indeterminate amount of time. Chuck, what 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 do you have to say about the Samojo dropping the title due to injuries he's been informed of? Well, my spidey sense in this case tells me that WWE Medical would be Dr. Creative. And so when Creative tells you that you have to relinquish the title, that's exactly what you have to do, doctor's orders. Um, I, I just think that the, the timing of everything here is so suspicious, given the fact that now we're less than 24 hours from a complete reboot of the brand, probably going to want a fresh start. You know, this whole thing has been about elevating and creating new talent. And certainly Samoa Joe does not fit that mold. I never thought that he was going to be a long term champion for NXT to begin with. But, I mean, at least give him the opportunity to, you know, put another guy over um, you know, and, and give him the three count there. But I, you know, whatever. I, I don't think that Joe is actually injured. I think that news would have leaked out by now. That's just my two cents. My spidey sense is up on this one, boys. Raj, what are you thinking? I, I kind of think he is injured. Again, to, to that point, I don't think why they wouldn't just have him drop the title then. You know, and, and you have, if they decided, oh, we don't want Samoa Joe to be champion, you announce a big title offense for the first night of NXT and you know that pops a rating and, and then you have the same uh the same result but you actually you know it, it helps the person that beats him for it so um I think there's something there um and yeah I I I, I don't think they would just it, I could be wrong but it just seemed to me like they would just have him lose it if they wanted to yeah, I mean, like I said, if he is hurt, then obviously, you know, best you know, best wishes to him. Hope he comes back. Joe's an absolute legend. He's one of my favorites. So, uh, hopefully, he's back in action one way or the other sooner rather than later. Uh, but I don't know. I just also look at you know when Karen Cross gets hurt, they like talk about the exact details, separated a shoulder, and they get into the nitty gritty. But well, certain injuries sounds very. Well, certain injuries, if someone hurt their leg or their shoulder, things like that, they'll they'll tell you. But they don't tell you if it's a concussion. Uh, they generally won't tell you if it's COVID. Um, and they kind of keep those ones hidden. Concussion, I don't think they've ever said it on TV uh, when someone was out with a concussion. So, and, you know, again, I don't know what what it is. I don't know even in storyline what it is, but I almost felt like if they were, again, if they were making it up, if this was an angle, they wouldn't announce some, they would announce some sort of injury. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just keeping it so vague. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that again, I mean, just the cynic in me, Mr. Suspicious over here. I, I think <laughs> that you're looking at a complete reboot. I think that then the interest is peaked even more when you have your champion relinquish the title. So now tune in to figure out what the heck is going to happen with that and see what NXT has become. 
So you get kind of this double dip there and you know that they right now wwe is keeping a very close eye on ratings and i think that there may actually be more pressure on nxt from the usa network than a lot of people realize because they have been under delivering what i'm sure was originally promised and you think about how far they are currently from where they were when they began I mean, what what are we like? Less than I mean, they've lost more than a third for sure. Are we around half of the audience, Raj? Do you have those numbers? I don't have it in front of me, but it, I mean, it's way down. I mean, they're way down year to year, even with not having AEW as competition anymore, and they still have fallen uh, so much. So yeah, I mean, NXT. As much as people do love the product, uh, it has been you know, uh, compared to the other shows, it has performed the the, uh, the poorest. And it did need something. I, I'm all for them changing the look. I always felt the look hurt it. Um, but then we'll have to see, you know, what they change as far as the talent goes. Because Johnny Gargano, I guess his, his contract's coming up soon. Pete Dunne. Um, is it going to be a place where they don't really fit in that much anymore? And if they don't, uh, they, they don't really fit in on the main roster. So... You know, you would think that they'd be going elsewhere. Well, let's uh, let's play uh, let's play predictions real quick. Uh, we do have a four-way title match uh, tomorrow for the title. It's going to be Champa versus Dunn versus Knight versus um, who's who's the last one? I'm blanking out. Champo, La Knight, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete. Kyle O'Reilly, that's right. Yeah. Uh, who do you guys got? Uh, Raj, I saw your prediction on Twitter, but for the show, <laughs> who do you, who do you got? I'm going with LA Knight. I feel like it, it freshens yeah. it up. It's something new. He can talk. Um, you know, I just think he's entertaining. Uh, you know, Ciampa, I just feel like it's been, you know, we've been there, done that. Uh, and if you're trying to present this new NXT, you know, again, I just feel like he's just been around too long. And that, and that same goes with Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne. So uh, for that reason, I'd go LA Knight. Yeah. I mean, I could try to find some reason to disagree, but the fact of the matter is, Raj, I agree with everything that just came out of your mouth. I mean, you're 100% spot on. I would be very surprised if it does not turn out to be L.A. Knight's night tomorrow night. I wish I had some spicy hot take different answers. I feel the the same way. I feel like it's it's L.A. Knight's game. Uh, You know, that's just a fact of life. I I mean, I could see Kylo Raleigh. The only other one I could probably see is Kyle O'Reilly just because he did get the big win over Adam Cole. But again, if you want fresh, you want new, I think LA. And then also look at, you know, the body, right? The physique, the kind of guys that they're looking now to create for the WWE or in the WWE pipeline. He's the one that really fits that mold. So, I mean, it's just all the sense in the world. It seems to be to put that title on him. So we'll find out. Um, and let's, then, let's do this, uh, Jack's Collins. This, this is a pretty good idea. Free super chat. <laughs> Brock wins title. Lashley moves to SmackDown. Lashley and Brock somewhere down the line. I'd love to see it. I'm done. I don't, yeah, I, I don't see them taking it off of Roman anytime soon. Or if it is, it's probably quick. Um, Ever. And, and Roman needs to be on SmackDown. He he helps make that show, elevates it. This Roman on Raw, I think just it, it just brings him down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Hojo Togo Bolinski, sorry if I got the name wrong there, uh, hurt. Joe didn't know he was hurt. They let Sheamus go a month. Nikki Bella didn't defend her title for three to four months. 
All right, but think about the timing on that, right? So you're gonna want to have a champion in place who's fighting, or at least a, you know, a match to crown said champion as you're doing this rebrand, right? So uh, if it is a if it is a real injury, again, I'm just not so certain here. I'm j- I just can't I just can't get on board with this one. I think that this is a work. Well, if I it's just... if it's not a real injury, why not just say, "Oh, he hurt his leg," or you know, or or, or make up a, a reason as opposed to being all cryptic about it? Because we wouldn't be talking like this right now. It'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, he hurt his leg. He relinquished the title. Move on." Instead, we've spent the past what five, ten minutes talking about it. We're giving them what they want. I, I don't I don't know. I can't remember the last time they did a storyline injury and then make something up. So. The so my my take this is Jack trying to assume that things remain consistent in the world of wrestling, but <laughs> you know uh, Oscar won an opportunity at the championship of her choosing, and Becky Lynch had to relinquish the title, so Oscar was awarded the title. Well, if Samoa Joe has to relinquish the title, Carmelo Hayes has a chance to take a, to have a match for any title he wants. Should he not also be just awarded the title? That would be consistent, but I don't expect that to happen. <laughs> uh, so um, let's get into Raw, shall we? <laughs> 36 minutes in. Let's get into Raw. <laughs> uh, so real quick, we talked about uh, Big E, uh, but just, I wanted to get your guys' quick thoughts on that opening segment. I loved it. Felt like it was new. Again, I think Big E had a lot of fun energy he brought to the show in his opening and I loved two points. One, when MVP said Randy, like, like Matt Riddle. And then uh, I also loved how MVP said, maybe you're scared of Brock Lesnar. And Lashley says, I'm not, which is just fun <laughs> that they keep teasing that. Uh, Raj, we'll start with you. Any thoughts on the opener? Uh, I thought it was great. It felt different. I like uh, when Randy Orton, when he said, you know, uh, he basically says he politics backstage, you yeah. know, <laughs> and uh, it just made it feel more real. I, yeah. I, I like the interaction. So I thought this, you know, tonight with this opening segment, it felt different. It felt fresh. I'm like, oh, my gosh, maybe they are actually going to really try to shake things up and, and and freshen raw up. But then the rest of the show happened until the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like the politicking thing because I like I was like I didn't politic. I just went to the people I knew and told them I want something different, and they did it because of who I am. Right. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, like I, I, you know, it, it was part of the raw formula where you always have that long talk segment at the beginning of the show, but this one flew by. It wasn't like you know droning on and on and on and on endlessly without a purpose. Like everything about this was quick quick-witted fast-paced like i i absolutely loved it that does not want that does not give me pause to say well hey green light to keep doing these 15-minute promos at the beginning of raw every week to set the table for things but this week it was special it was different and it worked and i hope hope maybe they can just take a little bit from this and then sprinkle it on down the road when you know that they're going to keep doing this but i love the way that the table was set and raj yeah the show went to hell in a handbasket after that until the end yeah 
Speaking of hell in a handbasket, we this got game is crazy. By the way, <laughs> this game is insane. Oh, right, let me turn it on. <laughs> yeah. I want. That's a good time for me to say thank you to everyone who's watching <laughs> us and, and joining along in the chat, uh, and thank you to anyone who is uh, who listens to us later on the podcast on the audio version. Uh, if you could do us a favor, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Five star review on Apple Podcasts while you're there as well. That's always appreciated. Uh, so we got Charlotte versus Baszler in a championship contenders match. I know that's everyone's favorite match type. Uh, I thought this was a competitive match, but uh, it felt like it went very long for an outcome we all knew was going to happen anyways. Uh, I've told the stories, but I think this is where we would say this part went a little bit long. Uh, Chuck, how did you feel before we get into the aftermath? Uh, Charlotte versus Baszler. Uh, you know, it continued the storyline. I mean, look, the fact of the matter is the match wasn't at all about Charlotte and Shayna Baszler. It was about Charlotte and Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And so they just took this match and put everything together. And the match was what it was. Um, wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. So vanilla. That's the best way I can describe that for you, Jack. And I have a few problems with this as well. First off, how long have Nia and Shayna been a tag team? And this is, again, the same thing with The Miz and Morrison when they were going to do that match on TV uh, instead of doing it at the pay-per-view. Shayna and Nia have been together for so long. And to just do the match next week on Raw, I just feel like it just takes... It takes away the the bigness, uh, you know, of how it feels. It doesn't feel like a major thing when they're just like, okay, and now they're going to wrestle next week. But that's so WWE, though. I mean, uh, that oh, yeah. is WWE. Oh, yeah. They do it all the time. Let me ask you this, Raj. Would you want to see them build this up for another few weeks and have a match at Extreme Rules? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, like... then you should be upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... You know, again, they've been together for so long. Make it feel like the the split means something. Uh, again, Shayna even being in a position to get a title shot, if you think about it for two seconds, it makes no sense. She hasn't won a singles match since February. Um, so, eh. But that being said, I thought Charlotte and Shayna did work hard. Uh, it's just everyone knew who was going to win right off the bat. Shayna has had no credibility. So, it, uh, yeah. Well, well, something I think you are going to react to is the aftermath with Alexa Bliss. I Look, we can say what we want about this whole thing. It felt like the crowd was into it. They were doing the yes, no, yes, no chance. They were chanting open it throughout. They were chanting Charlie when she opened up the box and got the little doll. Uh, Raj, I, I got to be honest. I felt like this this worked for the people in the audience. Look, as if they stick with this and and they don't have the magic, I'm fine with it. It's not my favorite thing, but it's 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 just Alexa being kind of crazy. But once they start adding the magic and the winking doll and stuff like that, uh, that's where it, it gets totally effing stupid for me. Yeah. Uh, but they they haven't been doing that, and I feel like <laughs> I wonder if Charlotte put her foot down because she's like, "This is going to bury me if I'm getting scared of dolls and and, and magic." <laughs> so, right. So, yeah, I mean, the crowd was really hot for this segment. Yeah. I uh, I wonder if those dolls are going to be worth something someday if you buy one now. Uh, that's Chuck, what, that's just it, man. Like, I, I saw that, that Charlie doll, and I was like, dollar bills, man, because you can put that on WWE Shop with the little replica title on it, man, and you are going to make a mint. Charlie's going to outsell Lily by a wide margin, no doubt, if, in fact, they put the Charlie doll 
up there, you know, even as just a short-term collector's item. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't mind it. You know, I agree with Raj. Like, it, it was really refreshing not to see the l winking Lily. And I, I thought when they did that close-up, like, there's a part of my heart that skips every single time that, that they do a close-up on the damn doll because I'm thinking... <laughs> It's coming. And I'm like, oh, crap. That means I got to change the channel. I can't take this anymore. But they didn't do that. And yeah, it was cool. You know, there wasn't any sort of hocus pocus witchcraft kind of nonsense here. And the crowd absolutely ate it up. So what does that tell you, though, about the difference between the Internet wrestling community, of which we are all proud members, who, mm -hmm. by and large, I think the majority crap on Alexa Bliss's current character and Lily and then you have the live audience, which is completely into the entire thing. So what does that tell you about the two different worlds that we're in here, man? I think that's to an extent. When they do do the magic, you see the groaning. You know, like at Money in the Bank, when Alexa Bliss has uh, Zelina Vega under hypnosis, people are, you know, crapping on it. So I think the magic they still would crap on if they did it, but they didn't. So, uh, you know, I think yeah. what, they're, what, what they're presenting is way more palatable. <laughs> I'm begging I, you to pull up the super chat. Yeah, uh, uh, next week Charlie versus Lily in a steel cage <laughs> main event, man. The, by the I way, it. I, I want to say I, I pulled it up while you were chatting. Charlotte Flair, Charlie Plush Doll is available uh, on the WWE shop, thirty nine ninety nine, or four interest free payments of nine ninety nine. I don't like to give financial advice, but if you need to make four interest free payments for a Charlotte Flair, Charlie Plush Doll. You probably should just save your money and not get the... How, how much is the Lily doll? <laughs> that I got. <laughs> the Lily's got to be priced to move at this point. That's, that's such a discount. Uh, I, I got to look that one up. But uh, while, we're, while we're doing that, um, I got to say, I, I agree with... Right I, I, look at that. Yeah, boom. You Fair can enough. buy four interest-free payments of nine ninety nine, and it could be yours. Jeez, that's an expensive uh, doll. <laughs> it's a pretty expensive doll. Uh, so, uh, but I agree with you, Raj. I don't mind the character. I just the, the hypnosis and stuff is, is that's where I draw the line. But if it's just a, a weirdo, eh, right? Fun. Yeah, yeah. We, as, as long as it's not Shayna with boxes falling all over her, yeah. and you know, uh, yeah, that's where I draw the line. But uh, Jared Wilson in the chat says, "Credit to Orton. The guy has points where he gets hot again." Just when you think he's stale, 2015 with Seth Few, 2017, Wyatt's 2020 Edge, 2021 RK Bro. Uh, I, I think Orton's one of the, the, the best all time. I think he's um, everything he does feels important. Um, yeah, you just take out his stuff with The Fiend, and he's, he's been on a really good roll here. Yeah, that was the one thing where I was like, the, the, the yeah. streak maybe stopped there. Uh, <laughs> I think that had less to do with him, though, and more to do with what they were doing. Um, Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus the Gender Gang. I don't know if they have an actual name at this point, but uh, basically Drew McIntyre just wrecks this team, uh, which would have bothered me, I think, a few weeks ago. But with the way Gender's team has been losing, this goes in the why drag it out bucket. Um, I have a question. But, yeah, but well, why have it? Why? Well, <laughs> they, they've lost every time. So uh, what's the? it's not like... You know, it's been a competitive series, so we need to have another match. Uh, right. Jinder and his guys have lost to Drew every time. And, you know, even the Viking Raiders beat, you know, Shanky and Jinder last week. So I it, this was just pointless. From, from a storyline perspective, it makes no sense to have this match. 
you you're right from a storyline perspective but something happened that i want to i want to get your your guys' thoughts on viking raiders wearing a shirt saying raid and get paid are we on the verge of a new apa hmm interesting they've had those shirts for a couple of weeks now right like that's oh, maybe n- i just didn't notice that's that. not the first time <laughs> that we've seen them old. Um, that would be cool if, if they kind of become, you know, the new mercenaries of, of WWE, you know, you, you pay enough and, uh, we'll, we'll go knock in some heads for you. Um, I could see that cause God knows they need some sort of a purpose beyond just being Vikings. Um, cause that, that clearly isn't working. I could see them actually morphing into just, you know, some badasses like that, you know, kill the Viking gear and, uh, and just go with, with the mercenary front. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I like it too. I don't, I don't see them going in that direction. They usually don't like to um, rip off ideas like that of their own that that worked. <laughs> why, why, why replicate success, right? right. Exactly. Our own NYC demon diva saying that it was a thousand percent pointless. That's good. You can add another another zero, and you'd still be one thousand percent correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Backstage, New Day is having fun. Again, I thought uh, Big E just brought a lot of energy. One little funny point, though, it, I thought this was interesting. I don't mean to be mean here, but Big E asked Kofi Kingston, do you have any advice? You've been a champion before. And I thought Kofi Kingston's last two world title matches, he got flattened. Why would you ask him for advice? Whether Brock flattened him and then Lashley flattened him. Why would you ask him for advice here? I don't know. <laughs> he had the title, you know. Every champion loses eventually, you know. He got smashed twice. Both of them, they just crushed him. Well, let's just jump right over that part of the history and just look back at his historic title run, yeah. well, with the exception of the final two matches. Well, I like that you mentioned jump because that quickly leads me into Reggie jumping around uh, while folks are running away. It's it's looking like Drake Maverick is going to become a mastermind in the twenty four seven division. Uh, Chuck, any thoughts on Reggie jumping around and, and maybe Drake Maverick becoming the brains behind that whole operation? I mean, maybe you can get me invested in this, but I, I love Reggie. Uh, I loved it for what it was, but I knew very early on that I was going to grow very tired of this very quickly. Um, and sure enough, I'm at that point. So when that happens, I don't care who else is in the shot. I'm getting up and I'm going to get something to drink. That's just kind of where I'm at, to be perfectly honest with you. I think that the guy is hella talented. He can do things that most people only dream of. I sure as hell can't do anything that he does. That doesn't mean that it holds my interest to watch. And I'm just kind of there, you know? Sorry. Yeah, it's just gotten redundant, like quick. And and granted, that happens a lot. But just kind of doing the same stuff with him every week. I almost feel like... You know, you're you're bringing up that Viking Raiders idea. What if he hires them for protection and and you start doing yeah. these, you know, these tag matches with the Viking Raiders? They do their cool power stuff. You have Reggie doing his cool flips, um, but you need something new. This the twenty four seven stuff. I mean, it's been you know played out for years, yeah. and they're still going with it, but. It's like it's like it's played out, and then they'll do something that's like, oh, that's a little bit of new life to it, and then they just run that into the ground as hard as they can until something else comes up. But yeah, yeah, I'd love to see Reggie have some actual matches because I think he's entertaining. Just yeah, I noticed our numbers jumped up as soon as the game was over. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you joining us after Monday Night Football, thank you so much. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Uh, 
And you made it just in time for us to chat about Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, seems like there, there was some backlash last week for Jeff Hardy chasing the 24-7 title. Seems like maybe WWE heard that and said, hey, we'll put him in a U.S. title match against Damian Priest. Uh, Chuck, do you like Jeff Hardy in this kind of spot? I uh, sure you knew that he wasn't going to win, but that's a hell of a lot better than the spot that he was in last week. I did get at one point in the match, actually the very end, I got a little bit concerned because that finish looked a little bit wonky to me. Um, so I'm hoping that Jeff is okay. He seemed like he was. Um, that was my big concern there. I don't see Jeff now or anytime in the future getting in any sort of a title picture as a viable competitor. I think that he's at that point in his career where he's just going to be that enhancement guy an enhanced enhancement guy that's the best way that i can describe him moving forward so um wasn't the worst match wasn't the best match but the result sure as hell was predetermined in this case this match i thought was pretty sloppy um again kind of to your point chuck i don't know if jeff was hurt or, or what happened but uh he seemed he seemed kind of off and him and him and damian priest didn't uh didn't go well together but i think this is the right idea for damian priest and, and for a jeff hardy is you kind of add to Damian Priest's resume by giving him names like a Jeff Hardy. And with Jeff Hardy, you're not treating him like a job joke guy. You know, he, he's given his sacrifice, his body for this business and some amazing uh, moments over WWF history that I think it, he should be rewarded better for that than chasing the 24-7 title, uh, which is kind of humiliating in my opinion. So... Uh, I, I like this. Uh, the match itself was a little, like I mentioned, just sloppy. But outside of that, I like the idea of it and and the way it was booked. Yeah, I could I, be. I could, I'm sorry. I could be completely wrong here, Jack. But I'm thinking back to last Monday. I, again, I could be completely wrong. But wasn't Damien's match a little bit off last Monday? Weren't there some missed spots there as well? I could be dreaming. But there's a little little voice in my head that's saying, yeah, maybe that was a little bit sloppy, too. Who was his, who was his opponent last week again? I don't remember. Let's go to the Was tennis. it Sheamus? Wasn't it like a... <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'd say it was Jeff Hardy last week. Yeah, wasn't it Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, or was that two weeks ago? Yeah, you would normally just <laughs> repeat what was on last tonight. Uh, but while we pull that up, I think, like, I, I love this kind of spot for Jeff Hardy. I think he's someone that you could have him uh, every now and again, beat a couple, like, maybe win a few matches against guys. Like, I always use Drew Gulak as the example. But uh, having beat guys like Drew Gulak, getting a U.S. title shot, lose, but then it still makes the U.S. title guy look great because he's Jeff Hardy. He's a former champion. It still works, and... I think if you're a fan, you like seeing Jeff Hardy out there. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was good. But uh, we had a, uh, another – this was another thing that felt like it, it drug on a little bit was uh, Nikki A.S.H. took on Tamina, and she seemed to do the same thing she has been doing where she kind of gets dominated and then gets a lucky win. Uh, then she got beat down, taken to the back. Rhea Ripley takes on Natalia. Uh she basically does a two-on-one, but then Nikki A.S.H. comes out and does a few nefarious things to help her partner get the win, sweeping the champs here. Uh, again, it felt like it kind of went on long because it was two matches, but it was kind of the same thing. Uh, Raj, does this get you excited to see these two go after the women's championships? No, you know, because they beat Tamina and Natalia all the time, and they're the champions. You know, in a title story, it makes sense when... 
you have a strong champion and then a strong challenger coming up to, to challenge them. And when every, you know, when they just lose all the time, it's not that exciting to see them get beat. So again, I just think it's a sloppy storytelling. Um, and this just felt like they were just trying to kill time. This just felt like it went on forever. And yeah, really what it should be is they need to start getting Natalia and Tamina some wins to kind of reestablish those titles. Cause it, it doesn't feel like a big deal right now. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of MIA as champions. I feel like they're gone for weeks at a time and then they come out and do this and then we don't see them again until the pay-per-view. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Also in the Nikki Ash match, she, they announced Tamina as the winner and started playing her music. Yeah. So it's like, they fell asleep watching the match. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't she Nikki A H S tonight? What, what, who, who was it that they call her A H S? Sonia Deville. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little flub. Yeah. Yeah. A, Nikki A S H is such a weird thing to say. I mean, if you're yeah. gonna do the thing, just let's short form it to Nikki Ash. Make it easy. I don't... Super Nikki. You know something. Yeah. yeah Nikki A S H does not roll off the tongue. No, not, not at, at all. all. But, like... what, but 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 here's here's the thing though i i also would be lying if i didn't say that at points the crowd has really been behind her and that kind of goes back to the whole lily doll um and and alexa bliss thing it's like well how far off are we you know who watch this and pick it apart every week like clearly you know there is a a portion of the audience that really likes this almost a superhero gimmick i don't fall in that bucket but you know what the hell really? not everybody I... I thought the crowd seemed pretty dead for this match. You thought they were... No, I'm not saying tonight. I'm saying in general. If you think back and you go and you look at her other matches as Nikki AHS, then, you know, you'll see at points where she's been pretty over with the crowd, you know? So let's not say that she's been poo-pooed from day one as this almost a superhero. Um, I'm just saying, you know... One I night it, does not make a hit or miss. Right. I think it depends on the week because there are a lot of weeks where it's the crowd's pretty quiet for her. It's, well, it's hard to, like, again, how do you, it, it's not something you can, like, chant for her or, like, right. like what do you do when she's out there? But <laughs> chant I love, ASH. You just, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like her. I think she's so lovable. So yeah. I, I'm rooting for her. But yeah, it's, it, it feels kind of like lost in some ways. You still have her poster up in your room? Of course. <laughs> uh I, I got she is she is a sweetheart we interviewed yeah. her during SummerSlam weekend she's just the nicest person and yeah and, and, you know and and you could tell she wants to do this but I, I don't see it hey, look she's getting tv time so that's good there's a lot of people yeah. not getting tv time right uh some people got some tv time today we had an eight-man tag team match uh Ali Mansoor and the New Day versus T-Bar Mace AJ and Omos uh, this was some fun action, but really it came down to Omos just shrugging off everybody and slamming Ali for the win here. Again, looking dominant, looking strong. Uh, not one we're going to talk about, I think, in three years as a classic, but I think <laughs> yeah. makes Omos still look like a, a unstoppable force. Uh, any takeaways from either of you on this one? Yeah, I mean, as somebody earlier in the chat when we were talking about the big title change at the top of the show suggested, you know, keep building him up to have him and Big Ego head to head. And I'm I'm not sure that there's enough time to do that. He's not there yet. But clearly this is a guy that is earmarked for, a, you know, bigger things, a bigger role than where he is currently. The track record with ultra big men in WWE is not that great. See the great Kali. 
And um, that's just kind of where I see his career going. Uh, call me Chucky Pessimist, if you will. But that's kind of where we are. The match to me didn't do a whole hell of a lot. And primarily because you got a bunch of guys in there, the majority of them who I really, you know, just don't care about. You see, I, Omos is like my guilty pleasure. <laughs> like, really? I, I, yeah, like when he's okay, on, okay. I'm like, give me, give me the appeal that is Omos. Did you like just when he got in the ring tonight? Like you just hear like the crowd just like start going crazy and and they gasp and they're like, oh shit, you know, and, and giving that oh shit moment when he comes in. Um, yeah, I just think he's getting better. Um, he's definitely a lot better than he was, you know, earlier this summer. And I, I just think he's, uh, you know, was it last week or two weeks ago when him and Lashley were in the ring together? I think it was and last the, week. Yeah, and the place just got came unglued. So yeah. I, I just think there's there's something there. And so, you know, he's still green. I mean, he never had an NXT to, you know, work TV and, and you know, get his, get his feet in the water. So it, this is all a learning experience for him. But I, I think... I think he's been getting much a lot better, and I, I I like it. I don't remember ever seeing someone that big, let alone someone who can move at the speed he does. I mean, I'm not saying he's a ricochet, but like he's not the great Kali, you know. Like I don't, I just I like seeing him stand in the ring next to people. Like every time he stands next to him, I'm like, geez, Louise, look how big this guy is. Like <laughs> I've seen him week in week out. Every time I'm like, geez, that guy's massive. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it looks like I said, he looks, I said last week, he looks photoshopped into real life. Like it doesn't make sense to me. It feels like I get vertigo. He's so big. Uh, but I, yeah. I, I like him. I, I, I can't imagine who's going to be the one to first pin him. Right. I, that, mm. Let alone beat him. But Roman. <laughs> yeah, if he goes to SmackDown, that's it. Roman man. Brock. <laughs> Acknowledge me. Uh, <laughs> uh, another person who I just can't see losing ever, Dewdrop, took on Eva Marie. Uh, this one feels like this story came full circle. Eva tried to cheat, but the power game was too much, and Dewdrop gets the easy win. I feel like we can say whatever we want about how this is all played out, but I don't know about you guys, and, and Raj, we'll start with you. I feel like right now Dewdrop could be a legitimate contender to the women's championship, and it wouldn't feel like a forced, shoved down our throat situation. It feels like she's viable without being obvious about it. I just think that name kills her. You know, it, it's hard. I mean, are you going to be in the crowd chanting "Dewdrop"? <laughs> you know, I think. How many drinks have we had? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I, I just think is her keeping that name and not throwing it back in Eva Marie's face. I just think kind of hurts her. And I, you know, you look, the crowd is not into her right now, and I think part of it is that reason. Like, and she kind of comes across like the the bully now in this feud. And, I, you know, I think she's super talented. She's different. She's really good in the ring. Go back to Piper Niven. Uh, really show that you've broken away from Eva Marie and you've got, you know, you've got a spine and you're tough. You know what? That could have been a great moment, kind of like Muhammad Ali, where she says, like, she beats up Eva Marie and is like, what's my name? Yeah. Makes, her, makes her say Piper Niven instead of Dewdrop. That could, that could have been a cool moment. Yeah. Like, she yeah, just keeps, moment. like slamming her down over and over yeah. giving her the mic saying what's my name and until she does yeah. it yeah do you I guys like get it. the get the feeling though that right now they're just kind of biding their time because there's not really another spot for her at this moment you know because the women's roster is so thin on monday nights um 
they're they're just kind of like okay well let's wait for the title picture to clear up before we plug her in there um that's just kind of the impression that i get so until we get some more clarity elsewhere we'll see her continue to pound the ever-loving bejeebus out of eva marie <laughs> uh now someone the like the next person that comes out I, I we're talking about here carrying cross real, real quick where do you but, go with eva marie i would make her a manager of someone and just oh disappear from this situation personally. i feel like she she should get a manager to come after i mean she, yeah i agree she should be a manager and get someone to come after dewdrop you know it, i know she's not she's still the champ so she, they can't do it i'd love to see her bring in raquel gonzalez oh, i was just thinking that i was just thinking but, that yep and yeah. great minds think alike there you go i like it uh you know because then she's the one person who can bully dewdrop and uh you know, I, I think that could be really cool. Plus, she's like fit, which is kind of what Eva Marie is all about, the fitness and everything. So I think that'd be, be cool. Um, Karrion Cross, I have a question for you guys. <laughs> Who is Karrion Cross? Like, was this <laughs> this guy in a suit talking while classical music is playing? Is he the same guy that comes out dressed like he's part of Demolition? <laughs> <laughs> I, look, if they drop the Demolition look for him this week, then... <laughs> I'm all for it, but I'm listening to this promo and it just sounded so unnatural. Like, it's just unnatural speak. Like, no one talks like this. And especially if you're trying to be an intimidating, scary character, this isn't how you talk. And uh, I don't know. Every week it feels like they're trying something just out of the out of the blue and, and they're not staying consistent. And no one cares about them right now. Yeah, but you know what, man? As wacky as those promos are, I will take them any day of a week, uh, any day of the week over what he's wearing to the ring. Uh, like that is still something that I just don't get. You know, like you're talking about who does that? Well, who the hell dresses like that? Like the dude is, I don't even know what the hell's going on. And frankly, I don't think he does either. WWE doesn't know. I think that they're just kind of picking up a bunch of stuff and throwing it against the wall and seeing what sticks with him. And so far, nothing really has. Yeah, and, and look, I no, I think he looked good tonight, like in, in the suit yeah. and everything. It, it was more the promo. I, I didn't think the promo was really that good, but I thought he looked good, but that doesn't jive with him wearing the, the Bastion Booger straps, you know, straps and the demolition <laughs> mask and, 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 you know, the fringe around his At least I give tights. him the respect to demolition. I don't call it B- Bastion Booger. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> little, little, little. Bastion Booger. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought tonight, if this was who he is going forward, I love it. But I don't, like I, I said last week, I think, I can't imagine any single person on earth making that outfit he goes to the ring and work without making fun of it and making a joke of it. Yeah. Like if, in if today's Rick day and age came out in it, you'd be like, ha ha ha. It's funny. Yeah. But like as a serious competitor, no, you can't, right. I, I can't, I can't get behind it, but hopefully that means that that part's behind him, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully he, uh, you know, <laughs> I, and I'm trying to imagine him talk like that in different places. Like I'd like a caramel macchiato and a, <laughs> a ordered coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> and a, and a passion yeah. fruit iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Like, he just seemed like that one guy that Vince was going to be able to not screw up, you know, because yeah. he's got the size. He's got a great look. He seemed like he should have been a natural for the main roster. And here we are. That guy doesn't exist. You know, there's always that possibility that no matter how surefire, no matter how much of a can't miss talent they are, that somehow they're going to get effed up. And frankly, I'd put the odds at better than 50-50, but 
That's just cynic me. I'm cynical tonight, boys. Give me something positive to talk about. Gable Steepson. I don't think they'll screw him up. <laughs> Give it time. Uh, I mean, there's a former Olympian named Gable that went by Shorty G for a long time. So, but it's, they never had big plans for him. Dude, no, man. Here's the thing: like, I am petrified that because this guy can do legit backflips and cartwheels and things like that, and he does, he celebrates his big wins by doing that. That that's exactly what they're going to expect him to do in the ring. Like, it's going to be a bigger version of Reggie. Now, I'm not saying that the dude can do the parkour like Reggie does, but what I am saying is they're going to make him more of a clown show than you want raj there's going to be like three quarters badass one quarter clown with gable stevenson i i'm just saying again i'm cynical tonight boys (laughs) i think i think they won't do that with him (laughs) he's too he's way too impressive and i think his size they're going to want him to work uh and and utilize that size and, and make that stand out we'll see we'll see uh I think something positive we could take away, and, and maybe, Chuck, maybe we'll see if you agree. Before we get to the cash-in, I thought Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley had a fantastic match. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, thought yeah. they beat the crap out of each other. I love the uh, RKO reversal into the spear near fall. Uh, and the point of the night, though, for me, uh, Riddle just laying on the ground next to MVP after he got uh, RKO'd and, and shaking next to him. I loved it. It was fun. It was a great matchup. Uh, I love this one. Uh Chuck, you said something positive. Did you like the the main event outside? Like the cash in was great. We talked about that, but this match beforehand. Yeah, you know what, uh, Jack, you, you managed to turn my frown upside down. Uh, yeah, this was this was fantastic. I mean, look, you you got two quality competitors in the ring, two guys who have a very proven track record uh, over a very lengthy time. So yeah, I mean, this was this was great, and I freaking absolutely love the MVP and Riddle interaction. I mean, those two are solid gold together, man. So yeah, this was fantastic. Definitely one of the top two points of the entire show for me. I'm right there with you, Jack. Again, great minds think alike. Yeah, I thought uh, this match was great. I mean, this this whole thing from the start of this match to the end of the show, fantastic. It was really strong. And and again, the opening segment, this whole show was that opening segment and then this match and then the what preceded it. Uh, this would have been a really strong show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Lashley looked awesome. Um, Randy Orton, of course, is is always great. So this was this was really good. I thought what, what made this match great, too, is even after the cash-in and everything else, I, everyone felt like they still came out looking strong. Like, I don't think Orton came off looking like a punk. I don't think uh, Lashley looked like he got squashed. I don't think I, – I, it looked like Big E stud to put in a little work to get the job done. Uh, it was still – I thought everyone still left, and if one of them got a title shot, I'd say, yeah, that's fair. Uh, that makes sense to me, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the reasons I really loved it. Yeah, and it was as close to a you know uh, almost a clean finish. You know, there was that one spot where Randy Orton hit the RKO and and MVP moved uh, you know Lashley close to the ropes. But outside of that, you know, Lashley kind of getting the clean win over Orton, I thought was pretty cool. And uh, yeah. you know, it's it's not often you guys see p- people beat Orton clean. So no, and and it set up the cash in perfectly because Lashley is still standing when Biggie comes out and that makes him an even more viable champion in my, po- in my book, you know, because he dethroned the champion when the champion was not down. So uh, yeah. I think that they, they laid this thing out perfectly for as much as they screwed up other points of the show. This, this was spot on. 
Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. And I think something too, uh, uh, and uh, we have a few, ch- real quick before we get to the chats, I just want to say, I think um, the, uh, I love the way Big E kind of teased it because even though he was cashing in after a match, it still seemed like a, he didn't seem like a bad guy. You know, he didn't seem like he was taking advantage. He was, but he's kind of, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to wait till you're beat up and then I'm going to do it. So for some reason, I felt like he wasn't cheating in a way. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's just because he's so likable. But uh, Jax asks in the chat, Parker, where do you see that kid in the future? I believe he's talking about, uh, is it Parker Bordeaux? Yeah, Parker Bordeaux. He got a new name, Gunner or something. Um, yeah. Something. Yeah, Gunner like Hayes or something like that or... Yeah, I mean, he's got the look. I mean, he looks uh, they're super impressive. And yeah. as for Gable Stevenson, he signed for three years with WWE. He's allowed to do his college wrestling. And, um, yeah, he said he plans on, he thinks he's going to, you know, uh, jump jump over NXT, not having to do NXT and go straight to the main roster probably in spring. So, Dude, I'll tell How you does- what, though. I'm excited about Gable Stevenson going back to the University of Minnesota already you know, leading up to this, he's been cutting hell of a good promos after his matches, right? And so imagine if he does, in fact, defend his national title. Imagine the promo he's going to cut on ESPN. This thing is going to be glorious with a capital G. Matter of fact, I'm going to put two Gs on front of this one. That's how good that that promo is. I'm excited to see where this goes. And yeah, if he does get that notoriety, notoriety, uh, the back-to-back national championships on top of the Olympic gold, I don't see a reason that he would need to go to NXT. You're absolutely right. I think that this guy's got main roster written all over him. Yeah. Didn't yeah. you just say they were going to mess him up, though? I think that they will. <laughs> they absolutely will. But when he debuts, it's going to be glorious. And by the way, the promos... Those aren't the ones that are going to be written for him in WWE. I'm saying like off the cuff, fantastic promos from Gable Stevenson after his matches. When he gets to WWE, who the hell knows, but straight to the main roster and hope for the best. Yeah. And thank you, Francesco Fagliano. Gunnar Harland is his new name for uh, Parker Bar- Bordeaux. Yeah. So I, you know who, if we're just going to talk about people we're looking forward to, Rex Steiner is the guy that oh, yeah. I think might be uh might be a big, big name there. Cause obviously I'm a huge Steiner fan. So yeah. uh, that's general. a cool sounding name. Oh, yeah, man. it does sound. And it's, I, I like that. It's kind of a play on his real last name. Too. Right. It sounds like his real last name. So yeah. what's uh, the stock report on him right now? He's supposed to be, he's supposed to be really good. Like the, uh, the reports are that he's great. Yeah, like cool. they're seeing a lot in him. Yeah. Um, I think if you, if you watch very closely, you'll see the, uh, like in that, in the, previews for uh nxt i think you see his face for a second he's one of the faces i, I noticed yeah. so um, cool uh NXT but yeah, ba- confirmed. yeah. <laughs> but back to big e um yeah I, I like i like you know at first when they cut to the commercial for the cash in and now the more i think about it the more i think it was actually a really smart idea to do that to to build that anticipation to get people on social media talking getting people to tune in uh so i, I do think it was actually a really smart smart move yeah, it, it, I, I, this absolutely, I love this. I, we gotta say, wrestling for the past like week and a half or two weeks, maybe I can't remember exactly what, but just been on a roll. It feels like all the shows have just been knocking it out of the park. Um, I mean, some of them, Rampage wasn't the biggest show in the world, but it was still feel good show. Like, that Andrade that, match was awesome. That Andrade match was awesome. Brian Pillman, hometown hero. Uh, I thought that was cool and. Yeah, Raw was great. SmackDown, we said before, just a phenomenal show from start to finish. They crushed it. Uh, it just seems like they've been wrestling's been great in the past couple of weeks. 
Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. Absolutely been fun. I hope that the momentum continues. I really, really do. I mean, because it's fun. It's fun to come on here and talk about it. Obviously, you see everybody in the chat room right now is is really nice. Uh, we got a apparently a super chat from my dad. Oh, the tad of Chucky. <laughs> Who takes the belt off of Big E? I say Brock with Heyman, then Brock and Roman at SummerSlam uh, or Survivor Series. Uh, I love Big E, but unfortunately, his run won't be long. Ooh, I don't see that. I think he's yeah. going to have it for a while. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. I got to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to feud with uh, Lashley for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I I could see Lashley and uh, MVP kind of getting into the tag team title scene for a little bit. It seemed like they were teasing that. But Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think who else, like, big heels for, for Big E. Um, you could always turn Drew. I feel like he's gotten kind of stale as a babyface. Mm. Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, even if it just for like that's one of the beauties i think of what they're doing with roman is they have so many of his challengers for just like a month or two and not dragging it out forever right. so if he had a match with drew i think that'd be fine you could probably get sheamus back up there and, and have a match there uh they, they got some people they could do some shorter seth rollins you could always do something yeah yeah i think that the possibilities will start to become more clear after the draft um just take a second. Hold on. Put, put 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 that back up on the screen, man. I just want to take a second and acknowledge this avatar. That is avatar <laughs> of the night right there. That <laughs> is strong, man. Oh my god, I love that so much. Well done. That well is done. Uh, yeah, for for those on the audio version. Check out the YouTube version. Leave us a comment. <laughs> subscribe. And share. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the Chucky doll with the gray beard, man. That's great. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think that that kind of covers it for us. I thought this was an overall good show. I thought, you know, I mean, you guys had mentioned, and I agree, it got a little stale, kind of in the middle there. But at the end of the day, we always remember what how things start and how they end, and that's what was great. So I'm happy. Yeah, one of the best endings to Raw in a, in a long, long time. So um, I, I thought that that made it worth it. Yeah. And a quick housekeeping note here, boys, in case anybody was, in fact, curious. The Lily doll is $10 cheaper than the Charlie doll. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. There you go. Uh-oh. What does that mean for Charlie getting the bigger royalty checks? <laughs> it's the replica love... title, man. I would love if that was part of the conversation. Like, hey, if you're gonna make a doll of me, you better make it more expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a flare. <laughs> you imagine that conversation? Oh my god! But yeah, to to your point, a couple of great you know weeks in wrestling, and then we've got Dark Side of the Ring starting back up too. Yeah, which is always great. You guys stoked for the plane ride from hell? I am. That's the yeah. that's the main event. Yes, sir. What's the first What's the first episode going to be? That's, that's the one. That's it. Oh, I main thought that, I thought main event was season finale, but uh, oh, yeah, I know they're starting off with the main event. God, that's good. that's gonna be that's gonna be good. I'm I'm so excited. Dark Side of the Ring is so good. What I like about Dark Side of the Ring too is like even if you're not a, a like I have a buddy who's not into wrestling at all, and but he loves Dark Side of the Ring because he likes the stories and like yeah. And he likes hearing about how crazy wrestling really is on the on the other side of things. Surprisingly, the weakest dark side of the ring, I thought, was the one on the Ultimate Warrior. And it's weird because you'd think yeah. they have so much that they could do with that. Yeah. I think did you guys see the uh the preview that they did where they actually talked a little bit about, you know, how they were going head to head with the warrior and they didn't know it at the time when they were filming it. And uh they kind of acknowledged that it was kind of a, a crapshoot, like 
I got the impression that they said that it wasn't as good as they, you know, thought that it was going to be without outright saying it. Like yeah. they acknowledged in that case that they just kind of got beat. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Uh, but uh, in general, great series, great show. And uh, I can't wait to, to see it. It's all fun. Um, but uh, I think that does it for us. I think uh, anyone who is watching or listening, definitely you got to check out tomorrow the Wrestling Inc. NXT after show. You know there's going to be all sorts of news and things. A new champion getting crowned one way or the other. But I think that's going to be must-see uh, after show Wrestling Inc. NXT. And, of course, AEW is always doing big things these days. So you have to check that one out on Wednesday. And the Double Decker show on Friday, SmackDown and Rampage. And all the wrestling news throughout the week at WrestlingInc.com. Uh, these days, every day, something new is happening. So you should just follow them on Twitter and check out the site uh, every day. There's always something new up there. Uh, but I think that does it for us. Uh, so I'm Jack. He's Chuck. He's Raj. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the NXT After Show right here on Wrestling Inc. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.